You are tuned into the Chaos Cast, hosted by two jerks and a dork, where we blitz on every down, seeking to get ejected for targeting, as we stiff arm your trash fantasy football team, your only place for chaos fantasy shenanigans. I'm your host, Brad Kreger, alongside John Spears and Levi Basham. In this episode, we take a look back at a suspenseful and dramatic Week 14 with massive playoff implications on the line. The podcasters dive deep into this week's playoff matchups and make their picks. Black Sunday arrogantly brags about his team's performance down the stretch, and we break down the toilet bowl teams and how they got there. However, I think we can all agree that this was an amazing season in the Chaos League, and for every one of our listeners, we want you to know that our number one stated goal with this whole thing was have fun with it. And I think we succeeded in that. Well, let's get into it. All right, let's jump into the matchups uh, for the final week of the season, and it was uh, super exciting. Uh, I'll I'll start with the the seemed like the least impactful, which was uh, mine and uh, uh, versus the Steamers, uh, and the, the match was pretty much over before one o'clock games. Uh, with my three players, Miles Sanders and uh, Justin Jefferson had. Each at least forty-five, just ridiculous game. And the, the steamers, you know, they didn't really have too much to play for. And even you know, like uh, you know, uh, props to the commish for being a stand-up guy and telling his players to lay to lay down, give me a last win for the, the year. I appreciate it, you know, because I had to, I had to pull Steelers and you know go seven seven. So, um. But I uh, appreciate that, Rob. Um, so just looking back, this game didn't really have too much impact on playoffs because, like, I won, and just based on the other matchups, that didn't really matter. I needed uh, Lance or Brad to lose or maybe uh, Jeff uh, and some kind of tiebreaker math would happen, but all that didn't happen. And then Rob, uh, you know, lost and then still got a week one bye. So uh, way to go. Um so we'll move on to a more impactful matchup. We'll, we'll do the uh, Purple Bleeders versus the Intoxicated All-Stars. And I kind of like took, uh, once my game was at hand, I took over uh, Joey player, Joey's players as mine, and then uh, that kind of put me in some kind of hell. Uh, and I feel for you, Joe. I don't know how you uh, did that the entire year watching your players. Um, but, uh, yeah, just – Kind of, kind of fell apart on you. Um, uh, so, pretty low scoring affair. Uh, big players for uh, Purple Bleeders were the you know Justin Herbert. Herbert had twenty nine. Uh, Jerry Judy had the three touchdown game. I think that was the death knell. Put Joey away uh, with forty points. Uh, Pacheco having a low key like really good year going to the playoffs uh, had. Yeah, 21, but he's been, like, decent all year. Um, and then, I don't Joe's players couldn't put it together. Gino had, like, a, a late touchdown that put him at 29, but he, he was kind of struggling. None of the running backs could put it together. Uh, Debo Samuel had, like, a, like, um, like, he was starting to have, like, one of those, like, classic Debo games, and then, you know, the injury came, and car came out and there went my season so uh you know 
uh, congrats, Lance, on uh, another playoff. So uh, I, I know you knew you could do it, but I, you know you proved us wrong. So uh, props to you. But uh, that does it for that matchup. So uh, we'll, we'll move on to the next matchup with John. All right, this is this was more of a funeral than it was a matchup for uh, both of our teams. Uh, uh, kudos to Jason. Uh, he kind of his team just kind of dwindled down the stretch. Uh, he put up a valiant effort in the end, uh, as well as my team. No, he didn't. I mean, he scored two hundred one points in the last game. He avoided the whooping of the week with uh, Connor on the last game, but uh, in kind of a weird twist. We made fun of Jason for starting Evan Ingram for maybe half the season. And then I go and pick him up the last game of the season uh, with dwindling playoff hopes. And he pulls off the greatest game maybe of a tight end outside of uh, Taysom Hill this year with 11 catches and 162 yards and two touchdowns. It's almost – I'm almost sorry that it happened, really. Uh I would have rather just been a 202 to 201. Uh, both of us are out. Uh, we're just moving on and looking forward uh, to next year. So, uh, with that said, Scoop Troops, he gone. Farewell to Hope, he gone too. So, remember, just hold your loved ones close tonight. Uh, a couple guys went down. Man, you know, before I even get into this next matchup, I just want to say that the whole re- the whole league needs to recognize that we couldn't have asked for really a more dramatic finish to the season. I mean, every team had a shot. Uh, even the you know, even though a couple of those teams had an outside chance, there was still a chance. In fantasy football, anything can happen, as as we've all seen throughout the years. So. Uh, this this last week was 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 awesome. Full of drama, full of suspense, and this matchup was no different. As you had the slop nasties, who at the time were seven and uh, six, taking on Victoria's Secret, who were eight and five. But in the matchup, Jeff gets seventy six points combined from the Cowboys trio, and Tariq Hill had an average game for him with thirty five points. Uh, but the slops run away from Victoria's Secret in the end with a 185 to 174 victory, and it looks like the Cowboys have now drugged Jeff into the playoffs. Although this win knocked Amanda out of consideration for the coveted bye, and raised Jeff to eight and six, which, you know, he now gets the three seed where he's going to have to face off with Lance. However, Amanda finishes with just 174 points and and only averaged 188 points per week over the last five weeks of the season. She only gets six points from ETN, nine points from Gabe Davis, and for some reason played Kendall Hinton, uh, who racked up a measly 12 points. Bottom line is Amanda will need to motivate her players next week and bring her A game as she will face the hottest team in the league, Black Sunday. All right, ladies and gentlemen and boys and girls, uh, the matchup you've all been waiting for between Bradley, Josephine, Kreger, and Derek, this whooping warms my heart. Basham, I'm not sorry again, Derek, but you got whoop! Everybody, <laughs> buckle up. Except for Rob. Rob, get your popcorn and get it popping right now.
because we have a matchup that, no, it wasn't all that meaningful. I mean, it was for me, obviously, to get in the playoffs. For Derek, eh, you know, he don't really care. He got whooped, and that's fine. Uh, but there's so much meat on the bone here, guys. So, like a pit bull, let me violently dig in. However, before I move into my rant, let me remind you all, all of you, what happened and what I said five weeks ago on the podcast. All right, so the next matchup, we have Black Sunday, who took on Lance, or the Minnesota Homers. So here I am now, 2-12 and 12 all-time combined. Versus Stranger Frickin' Things and the Minnesota Homers. In back-to-back weeks, I face an opponent whom I have a 1-5 all-time record against and lose. In the all-time history against the Homers, and I did the math, he, he averages 241 points against me. 241. Now, what, what can I say other than his, his team gets up against elite competition? Now, I'm no chump neither because I averaged 225 points against him myself. But this time he edges me out 267.8 to 265.68 as Kenyon Drake comes up just a little short in his valiant effort to overtake the homers on Monday night. But nobody came nobody came here to listen to that crap or that Lance, Lance got X amount of points from this player or that player. No, no, everybody, the entire Chaos Fantasy League is on pins and needles anticipating what I'm going to do next. What will Black Sunday do now that he's 2-7 and seven and seemingly on the outside looking at the playoff picture? Will Brad continue to talk mad smack? Or was this the last, the straw that broke the camel's back? Here's the deal, okay? Even if, and that's a big if, it ever looks like that I'm out of the playoff hunt, I'll still be on a mission to ruin all y'all seasons. And I'll never quit running it. But you know what? You already know that. So here's the real news. I smell an alliance. That's right. Someone in this league, someone who had the intestinal fortitude to meet me eye to eye on the podcast, and then afterwards to have my back on the Chaos Group text line. Mutual respect. You see, the thing is, the thing is here, after looking at the schedule the rest of the season, I don't see any other combination of two teams that will put together an end-of-the-season run like Black Sunday and the Cleveland Steamers. Yeah, I said it. Me and Rob are going to run the league the rest of the regular season. Hey, and what happens after that is anybody's guess. But for now, I'll end it there. So, so much, so much meat. Look, it was a long rant. It needed to be played. There's so much meat on the bone here. So, let's get into it. Point number one. I whoop my third opponent. And isn't it fitting that Derek gets the last one? His only one, but maybe the most important one. The Houdinis, who were worshipped mid-season for his early season performances, gets humbled by Black Sunday, who finishes the final four weeks of the season with three whoopings of his own. Someone on this podcast 
made the assertion at some point. I don't remember. But I said, it doesn't matter how you start, but how you finish. Huh? I wonder if I was right. Recap. Black Sunday asserts, it doesn't matter how you start, but how you finish. And man, did he prove his point. Point two. What you didn't hear in the audio I played a minute ago was that I clairvoyantly predicted that Black Sunday would rip off five in a row. I was two and seven in the cellar of the chaos standings, the laughing stock of the league. But I maintained a cool head and a calm approach and coolly predicted an epic run to the end of the season. Recap. All of y'all who laughed at, scoffed at, and mistakenly left Black Sunday for dead, eat it. Point three. Is it a coincidence that Black Sunday alliance himself with the mighty Cleveland Steamers? I think not. Like a fortune teller, I told all of you that Black Sunday and the Cleveland Steamers would own the league down the stretch. Was I right? Well, I'll let you be the judge of that. Let's see. A combined record of 8 and 2, an average of 235 and 218 points respectively, three whoopings and both of us in the playoffs with Rob earning a bye. Recap, Black Sunday and Cleveland Steamers did exactly what they said they would do. Point number four. Black Sunday said all along that his team was stacked and that early on his team wasn't living up to their potential. He warned the league that once Jamar Chase returned and his other players stepped up, that there would be hell to pay. Was he right? Well, again, I'll let you be the judge of that. The last five weeks, only Jeff even sniffed the average amount of points that Black Sunday would score. But even his impressive run didn't equal 235 points. Recap, it seems Black Sunday was right that his team would explode down the stretch and make an epic comeback run to get into the playoffs, which I don't believe has ever been matched in Chaos League history. Point number five. All of y'all, other than my tag team partner Rob, laughed at the notion of me ripping off five straight to barrel into the playoffs. Who's laughing now? Huh? Recap. Never, ever count out Black Sunday or the Cleveland Steamers. And for next year, if your team starts out 4-0 or 5-0 or whatever, don't get too excited because I've been, as I've been telling you all year long, it's not how you start, it's how you finished. Out. <laughs> what happened? What, what, what happened? I think I, black, I think I blacked out after the uh, first point. I know it was long, but it needed to be said. Ooh, um, so now that we have no listeners anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I'll just say this, Brad. Like, it doesn't matter what your record is, you'll always be the laughing stock of the league. <laughs> be undefeated fair enough but let's get to the matchup i i didn't really matter <laughs> i mean i kind of it, it sucks because i like you know it's good to see Derek get a whooping but it didn't even like it, it didn't impact his seating he's still number one uh he still got his bye uh so it's not really not really too much there um and it didn't affect the the you know how many people got whoopings or, or who got whooped kind of uh, kind of although it was a little exciting for you know standing wise i think the whooping was a little lackluster this week 
Oh, man. Uh, a lot of thoughts. Um, I was really excited up until about two minutes ago that Derek got whooped. <laughs> like, Derek, I was happy to see it, dude. I'm not even going to lie. But then Brad, <laughs> just out of nowhere... Hey, hey, Rob, uh, check out my five points. Uh, uh, what do you think? Uh, uh, I told everybody uh, that we're, we're going to dominate everybody, and then, and then we did. Uh, Rob, get in the car. Let's get out of here. Let's scoot. And then I just, oh. Uh, who cares? I don't even care. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, no, nobody cares. Wow. Alrighty, one. Uh, we'll go over some fab for a little bit, just the end of year fab. Uh, there really wasn't too many pickups, and kind of the pickups were weird anyway. Like people throwing hundred dollars here and there over random players. But uh, I just wanted to, you know, congratulate everyone on uh, on making playoffs. Uh, and like interesting little thing that we noticed um, was that a lot of the playoff teams uh, had. Plenty of money, uh, you know, uh, to keep over the time. Like, they still had some left over, like, uh, you know, Amanda, Lance, and Derek all had at least uh, $360 or above. Um, just a little insight there. I, I think uh, it just shows that the uh, a lot of the teams that, you know, were strong all year um, stayed healthy, and so they didn't really need to pick up a lot of players. Um, but, uh, uh, just a little, little insight there. Um, and you know, it's also a new year with fab. So, uh, uh, thought it was a little, you know, pretty cool. Like, uh, you know, Amanda had $476, uh, Lance had nine, uh, 396, Derek had 360, uh, Rob had 268, uh, Jason at 285, even though he didn't make the playoffs, but, like, he still had a healthy budget. Um, me and Joey had zero. Uh, Jeff's going in with a dollar. He he spent all his money but a dollar this week. I think he's maybe going to pick up a defense or something. But, um, pretty good. Pretty. Uh, I think Fab was a overall success this year. Um, love talking about it, but, uh, guys, what do you all think about you know, fab this week or overall. Yeah, so I think my overall, uh, I guess, conclusion is that there's multiple ways to win in fantasy football. There's there's so many variables when you think about it, and and a lot of it's basic math. But there's also the draft. That's important. You need to have a strong core. There's injuries. And that happens just about to every team, some teams more than others, of course. Then there's pickups throughout the year, of course. Uh, A small percentage of the pickups actually end up in in your starting lineup permanently or long-term. Most are fill-in, bi-week fill-ins, people you hope may, you know, you're you're handcuffing a, a running back, whatever it may be. There's also your opponent. Uh, and how many points they score. There's matchups and, you know, setting your lineup based off of matchups. So there's there's a combination of skill in the draft, luck with injuries, 
skill and luck in pickups, skill and luck with matchup plays. There's just so many things that go into uh, a fantasy football matchup. It, it is interesting, though, that the majority of the playoff teams still have uh, well over 20% of their fab. I, I don't know what to think about that. I, what does that say? I don't know. Um, but, but yeah, no, I, I think the fab was – look, like Levi said, this is new to the league. It's our first year doing it. Uh, I hope that you're like me, and I think the my two cohorts would agree that it's been a nice, uh, interesting, I guess, feature to the league and does create some different strategy around, you know, budgeting throughout the long term and, you know, and then different philosophies. Some people want to spend all their fab up front. Some people want to hold on to a big chunk of it at the end, and either one can work. And so it's – that's obvious as we see it in in this week so or in this uh, playoff uh, pool and uh, the end of the season. So anyway, yeah, that, that's pretty much my final conclusions, which conclude that fantasy football is very random. There is some skill. There's a lot of luck. And that's how I would say. It. Yeah, I think I agree with uh, Levi and Brad here. Most of it, uh, I'd say – Fab and, and your lineups and everything. It, obviously, everything is in luck, but I think the things that we do, it's to increase your odds, you know. And you can argue whether that's skill or just even more luck. Uh, but looking over at the Fab, when you look at the top teams that have that are in the playoffs, they tend to have the most Fab. Whereas the the teams that were struggling midway or early or late, trying to get in the playoffs, they have the lowest. I'd say they were more in a maybe. In, uh, a desperate position or they were dealing with more injuries and in, say the top three or four teams uh but i will it will be interesting to see how it does play out in the playoffs when you know one game scenarios like how much uh, brad alluded to it off off the pod like ahmad uh st brown last year went off in the playoffs kind of was a nobody leading up to the uh, to the last few weeks of the season i mean there's value there and you know if Kyle, I, you know, shout out to him saying, you know, the one with the most fab wins the league, which I don't necessarily believe, but I feel like, you know, Victoria's Secret is in a pretty good position going in the playoffs. If that person were to emerge, you know, she has the clear advantage to increase her odds more so than anyone else, say Jeff, which I'm going to give a hot take here. Uh, Jeff has the one mighty dollar. I'm going to call it that, the mighty dollar. And that one dollar is going to buy the MVP of the playoffs, whoever it is. Oh. That's that's my hot take. Wow. Uh, but overall, I did like Fab. Uh, it added a new element. Uh, you know, yeah, we made fun of some pickups and stuff like that, just, just being stupid. But it was cool to see what people thought was, you know, how they valued things versus other people. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to see how uh, it, it goes on in the playoffs. Yeah, just this one more thing to say, like just because like there's so much money that people still have, I, I feeling that like defenses are gonna be expensive. Um, <laughs> like if you want that best matchup, it's not it's gonna cost more than a dollar. Um, but uh, let's uh, now we're gonna move on. We'll, we'll you know, get to what y'all have been waiting for. We'll get into the, those uh, playoff matchups. All right, so here we are. 
in the playoffs, and it's time for the podcasters to dig into the matchups and, you know, give our analysis, take a look in depth at player matchups and uh, strengths and weaknesses, and make our picks. So, first matchup is going to be Black Sunday versus Victoria's Secret. And Black Sunday is 1-4 all-time versus the Randos and and 0-1 this season versus Victoria's Secret. So the, the history is not on my side. However, good luck, Amanda. Good luck facing the hottest team in Chaos League history. I mean, I'm just spitting the facts. Your team hasn't cracked 200 point mark, the 200-point mark since week 10. Ouch. In contrast, and in that same span of time, I had only one week under 200, and that was 196.96 week, and a league-leading average of 235 points down the stretch. If we were still doing the Whooping of the Week awards, I would nominate you as the recipient of this week's whooping. And no offense, there's nothing personal here. It just is what it is. There's just so much raw talent, speed, and power you're going to have to overcome. Jamar Chase. Devontae Adams, DK Healthy, uh, DK Healthy, DK Metcalf are all healthy. J.K. Dobbins is back. Zeke is returning to form. And even David Montgomery has stepped up. And while Josh Allen and Tua may well be playing in a blizzard, it doesn't really matter to me because I don't rely on my QB like you do. Advantage, Black Sunday. My receivers are superior. My tight end is superior. And my flex options are jaw-droppingly amazing. I had a very hard time picking which great players to put into my flex spots. With that said, I think you've been a great addition to the Chaos League. In fact, it's been quite cute. But your cute little run is going to end in major disappointing loss to the three-time back-to-back-to-back champion, and not even your little helper can save you. So, Black Sunday easily moves on to round two, where he, he will meet the reeling Houdinis, who peaked way too early, and who, although he won't admit it, will be nearly hopeless to beat Black Sunday. Sounds like you might be looking ahead, Brad. <laughs> I, don't know. Right. I don't know if you want to do that. But uh, that being said, I, I you know, Brad's team has, you know, picked up. It has been very, uh, very explosive pass over the weeks. So they've gotten the playoffs. Uh, but the, the matchups here are really tough. For both teams, I think this is going to be a low-scoring affair. Like DK Metcalf already started with 18, you know, healthy or not. Um, sure. So like, it, it's going to be tough. Like you know, uh, like Brad said that the Miami Buffalo game is basically in a snowstorm. They're not moving to Detroit this time. Um, so I. I I would give the advantage to Josh Allen because he's a more of a runner. Uh, that's kind of part, but it's. I don't think they're going to hit their projections. Uh, I, I don't think most of the players in this matchup are going to hit their projections, just to like based on what defenses they're playing. Um, but I mean, it's not to say they won't be exciting, but it, it's going to be uh, clawing, scratching for points, and. Uh, there's really like on 
on Amanda's side, I, I like Michael Pittman's matchup against Minnesota. Uh, you know, I, Al, uh, Josh Allen would be a good matchup, but it's in a snowstorm. Uh, uh, the Ravens' defense against Cleveland's pretty good. But other than that, the, they're, the, all the matchups are pretty tough there. And then on Brad's side, uh, like, you know, Chase and Adams are, you know, you plug and play them no matter what, but they, you know, they do get hit sometimes with some bad matchups. You, you got to be worried there. Both of them, you know, Tampa Bay and New England are, aren't slouches. Uh, DK, start, like we said, with 18 against San Francisco, that's that's tough. Uh, Phillies has a great defense going up against uh, Montgomery. So, uh, and then I think Tua got exposed last week against the Chargers, who aren't really, like, have been a good defense. But – you know, there's still some chances that, you know, uh, players get moved around based on it. It's not Sunday yet. But I, I, I'm i going to be keeping a close eye on this matchup. I think it's going to be very exciting. Yeah, uh, I'm going to tattle, um, which is weird. You know, a weird turn of events that I called Jeff out, called him a coward, actually for uh, a couple weeks ago and then he tried to call me out for doing the exact same thing and I denied it even though he had the evidence on his phone but Brad was talking his smack or whatever before this uh, matchup breakdown but earlier he was I'm nervous about it but I'm not going to say that on the podcast so I'm going to say it for him he's nervous about this matchup and I think they both should be a little nervous to be honest with you um, you know, the matchup between Tua and Josh Allen, you know, the snowball, whatever they're calling it, uh, that very well could be a push. And I believe that Josh Allen is Amanda's best player, whereas I don't think Tua is Brad's. Uh, so depending on how that shakes out, I think is going to probably dictate how it's going to go. Uh, I think if you go down the rosters of both sides and put check marks, who's, who's got the better player, I'd Brad's team would have a lot of check marks, um, but uh, the matchups are tough for both both sides. Um, but it's hard to deny what Brad said. His team is the hottest team going in, and typically in the real world, you never want to play the team that's the hottest going in any kind of tournament. Uh, this is make believe, so I get it. It doesn't really matter. But his team, his players are playing good. And he has really good players. That can be very devastating on the scoreboard. You know, if Jamar Chase, I mean, he's capable of just exploding for 60. Devontae Adams the same way. Uh, The good thing for Amanda, though, DK Metcalf, I mean, he got below his average. He got 18. Uh, Brad's only got nine players left. So she has a little bit of of hope there that, you know, if Montgomery or Devonta Smith, you know, they both lay an egg. It changes the game, but I think Brad's top players versus her top players, I think it's a pretty significant edge leaning towards Black Sunday. Uh, but I agree with Levi. I think I think this one will probably be maybe a low-scoring affair, and if that's the case, uh, either team can win. Uh, no. Just uh, to say, like I, I think I'm going to – uh, with the matchups, I, I I hate to do it. 
but I'm, I'm going to go with red. I'm going to take Black Sunday. I, um, I just just trying to think objectively. I think uh, it's just a different like teams going in a different direction, and I I think I like the where his players are a little more than where Amanda's are. Not you know not to say that you know things won't happen. You know who knows with fantasy football crazy stuff. But I just uh, like like John said like they're in the snowstorm with Josh Allen versus Tua, but Tua isn't Black's they're Black Sunday's best player. I I would take that any day if I was on Brad's side. Like I I would feel more confident. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Black Sunday. Uh yeah, like being completely uh, objective. Uh, if ignoring Brad's jerk face soliloquy and all that, I'm I'm gonna go with Black Sunday here. Um, I just I think he has the better the better players. All right, so no great analysis from from everyone. Um, I obviously am am taking myself here as well. And that will be a sweep on the picks. By the way, we've, we uh, failed to mention at the start, last week, John goes 3-2, and two, uh, raising his record to 29-36. and 36. I go 3-2 and two as well, and I'm now 34-31. and 31. And Levi goes 2-3, and three, but he's still comfortably in the lead there at 37-28. and 28. So, uh Definitely something to be proud of there, Levi. And also, I would I would add too to your pick with with me against Amanda. You did say uh, the first episode that you thought she may start strong with her roster, but may fizzle down the stretch. I remember you you saying that. So hopefully you're right. All right, next matchup we've got the Purple Bleeders taking on Slop Nasty. This is the four versus five seed, if I'm not mistaken. At any rate, um, three for, sorry, three versus six seed matchup. Jeff is four and two all time against Lance uh, in this matchup. But I, I'd kind of like to start at least with with my analysis and recognizing nice, recognizing the the purple bleeders and what I'm terming and coining the patchwork team of the year. You know, Lance, you managed to put together a playoff team. With multiple injuries, starting from the very from the get go, with Javante Williams, who is I believe your either number one or number two running back selection, and then Cordell Cordero Patterson goes down after a massive start, and he's out several weeks, and you miss Jerry Judy for some time as well. Uh, so you had multiple injuries carried over three hundred ninety six dollars of your fab into the playoffs somehow, and still get in. So. You know, good pickups as well. Pacheco ended up uh, coming through for you down the stretch. Uh, Latavius Murray filled in nicely. Dolchus filled in nicely. Uh, and you had a nice draft. Core players, Herbert, Mixon, Stevenson, uh, Stephon Diggs, and Jerry Judy. So, I, I really think that this matchup is going to come down to some of those key matchups. And Justin Herbert, for instance, is playing against the, the Tennessee Titans, who's our 31st worst defense against quarterbacks. Um, Stephon Diggs 
that could be tricky being with the weather there. Um, but, you know, I still wouldn't put it past Diggs to have a nice game there. Jerry Judy is playing against Arizona, who's also one of the worst league, uh, defenses in the league. Uh, I, I, if Dallas Goddard can come back from the IR, IR and beat Dallas Goddard against Chicago, that could be a nice play as well. And then Pacheco's playing against Houston, and everybody's running up points against against Houston. So, um, yeah, I, I think I like the Bleeders matchups. I mean, I will say, though, that Jeff's got Dallas playing against Jacksonville. It is on the road. But Jacksonville is is in the bottom third of the league defensively. So if Prescott, Tony Pollard, and CeeDee Lamb have huge games, that could really negate some of the some of the other things that I was just talking about with Lance. Uh, and of course you got Tyreek Hill. Again, another key player in this Blizzard Bowl. Uh the this first round of the playoffs really might and it potentially could come down to that game with so many key players uh on on these four teams. Tyreek Hill. Tua, Josh Allen, um, Diggs, you know, these are these are key players, core players that, you know, really get you to the playoffs. And so once you're here and you have this snowstorm, we'll see how that really affects it um, overall. But um, Jeff's had a nice season. I like his team. He got a nice de- uh, 18 points out of his defense last night. Um, so he had a good start. Uh, I think this is going to be another close one, but I'm, I'm going to take the bleeders here. Uh, yeah, Brad, I, I, I may I may have to disagree just based on how um, uh, Jeff has his team set up for this week. It just seems like he's going all or nothing here. Like it's there's just like a lot of um, burst, explosive players that like uh, could get you, you know, the classic ten or the forty, like Donovan Peoples Jones, Tyreek. Like even when the snowstorm, you're, you're going to be afraid of Tyreek Hill. Uh, the whole Dallas offense, they kind of like work together. Like they, they all find like if they're having a good day, they all get like crazy amount of points. Um, so I, I like the strategy that Jeff's going with. Um, and then uh, Lance's team has certainly picked up over the past few weeks. I'd, I'd say he's uh, put together a great team after some some injuries like. Like nobody in this league can like uh, even even Jason you know like everybody's had their uh, injury luck and everything but like like Lance is that definition of like well like Lance got in like he had just as many injuries as everybody else so like uh, hats off to you um, and I, I feel like he's got a few injury concerns this week uh, with Ronje Stevenson looks like he's gonna play. Um, but he got hurt last week. Uh, he kind of worried about how he's going to be reintroduced. And then Goddard is coming off the IR this week. Uh, I believe he practiced, but you don't like this is his first week back. You don't know how he's going to get into. Um, but uh, I, I, I feel like I'd probably. I I think I I, I just like I like Jeff's strategy here. I'm just going to go with that. I I think that. Uh, Jeff is going to win by a lot or it's not going to work out and he's going to lose by a lot. But, uh, you, John, do you, do you think injuries are going to be a big factor here? 
Yeah, I, I think Lance is going to have to really like probably monitor that, uh, especially with um, uh, Stevenson uh, and it, and probably Goddard as well. Like, do they do they lift that out, lift him off the IR? Um, just as a silly note, like I I feel I wish that these two teams were playing each other because these are the two teams that me personally that I would be pulling for in the playoffs. And I wish, you know, Brad was playing Jeff and Lance is playing Amanda. That way I feel like I can pull for both of them to win just for personal reasons. Um, I hate to see that they have to play each other. Another Union Brother Bowl, uh, master versus student kind of thing. But as far as looking at their teams, uh, we've said it, or I've said it, I think everybody said it, you know, Dallas. They rise and Jeff's going to – Live or die by them. Uh, is, uh, is this a London game? Or it's at 10 a.m. on a Sunday. So is it is it a foreign game? Like, typically, if that's the case, um, teams don't. Which game? Uh, the Jacksonville-Dallas. Um, they don't. From my viewing experience, there's only been – there's one London game this year that's actually really good and a very high scoring. Uh, so will these teams adjust? Uh, to that time frame, if if it is, it says Sunday at one. Oh well, if that's ignore what I just said, I'm I'm on my laptop. It's having it's at 10 a.m. Uh, set Sunday, and there's a 10 a.m. game. Oh, I got my time on yeah, California. That's why it's okay. So ignore everything that I just said about London games or anything like that. You can ignore everything else too. Maybe ignore Brad. <laughs> You know, go back to the beginning, start it, and just skip over his goal. Anyway, um, as far as Lance's team, I mean, Herbert's coming on. Uh, Joe Mixon proves that he's kind of bounced back from his injury. Uh, Stephon Diggs, there's that game again. Uh, You know, with the snow and the weather, how's it going to play a role? Uh, I guess you'd say you want to favor Buffalo there. So, I think he's really going to need Diggs to do something. Uh, Paris Campbell. I got much love for that guy. Uh, but he does have options on his bench. Uh, both do. So, I mean, they can rotate some players in and out. Uh, but if I had to pick a team to win, uh, I'd hate to do it. Uh, but I would probably give a slight edge to Slop Nasty uh, just because I kind of, I'm in agreement. I kind of like, you know, Dak and Pollard and CeeDee Lamb playing Jacksonville. Okay, so now we're going to take some time and look back at the regular season and also take a peek into the whoopings of the week. We're going to look at uh, some legacy statistics and uh, the podcaster's playoff picks. So let's start with the playoff team. So uh, Lance, this is his fourth overall appearance in as many years. And so Lance and then also Derek his fourth appearance as well. So Lance and Derek leading the charge there in overall appearances. Um, Brad, I go, uh, this is my third appearance. It ties me with uh, Joey. Uh, And then Jeff's, also Jeff's third appearance as well. So uh, making me, Jeff, and Joey tied with three. Uh, Rob gets his second all-time playoff appearance, tied with Amanda or the Randos with their second. Uh, and then leaving Jason, John, and Levi with one apiece. Um, and then looking at the playoff picks, so uh, the esteemed podcasters and their 
prognostications did not work out all that well. I picked Joey, John, Rob, Amanda, Levi, and myself, and only three of those were correct. Um, and then John actually uh, mimicked my picks, the same exact picks, making him uh, only 50%. And then Levi had Joey, John, Rob, Derek, himself, and me. Uh, so all of us only picked half of the playoff uh, participants correctly. So that's that. And then finally, the whoopings. So through 14 weeks, Derek had four whoopings that he gave out. Uh, and then I had three. Uh, Levi, Rob, and Amanda all had two whoopings. And John, Jason, Joey, Jeff, and Lance did not whoop anybody, interestingly enough. So... Those are the whoopings given, the whoopings taken or received. Joey leading the charge there with four, being whooped four times. Uh, John, Amanda, and Levi all whooped twice. And myself, Jason, and Derek all having a whooping as well. And Rob, Lance, and Jeff not being whooped at all. So, interestingly enough, Lance and Jeff both, neither one of them, whooped anyone or received a whooping. So, uh, maybe we have a tie for the overall Mr. Average. Uh, so, anyway, that's that. Wanted to kind of cover some history, wrap up the regular season, wrap up the whoopings of the week, go over our playoff picks, and talk about playoff appearances. So now we'll move into the toilet bowl and talk a little bit about those teams. Yeah, I, will, I won't bore you all with, uh, you know, matchups, you know. Those, none of these teams matter anymore. But I uh, just wanted to, you know, say a little bit about the teams that didn't make it. And uh, I'll start with my own. I, I think it was a, a real struggle uh, just with some injuries. But, you know, that happens. I uh, I feel like I, I may have uh, made a mistake. I should have saved a little bit more money. I, I don't regret, uh, you know, putting that money into Garrett Wilson. But I, I wish I had saved maybe, you know, 100 of that. Like, he ended up being, like, a top 20 receiver. But it, it did cost me, like, the last four weeks of the season, I had to wait till you know, uh, Wednesday morning to pick up my players. So, that, that, I think that really that, – that hurt me some. A um, little – just some more fortunate, like, I, don't, I think Brad blackmailed or, or paid off Justin Jefferson in our matchups. If, I, if any of those go – different way you know like I, I think I don't know if I I don't have the numbers in front of me but you know my matchup with Brad came down to like a couple points and that had to looking back that decided the year between like you know that that flips mine and Brad's year but uh I it's a memorable season I I, I can't I can't say I had a bad team I I, I feel like um uh you're a little relieved that my team isn't in there now that I'm a bit more healthier. But you know, them's the breaks. Um, I'll I'll talk uh, I'll talk a little bit about uh, Jason's team, and then I'll hand it off to to John. Oh, it like just Jason's team like started off like having like all the good luck, and then at some point in what was it in November, his team just like came apart. Like, and like it, 
I, I remember looking at his team and like wondering how how are these wins coming? Like you at one point he was six and three. Like he just needed, and I th- I still think that if he got that seventh win, he'd be in. Um, it's just the it's kind of like a rubber band. Like he had all the luck early in the season, and then it came back to like really bite him. And you know, losing Lamar, losing Cooper Cup. Like we talked about, yeah, you know, how powerful that combination was. Um, but you know, in 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 the end, uh, you know, didn't even matter. Tried so hard, Jason. Uh, but I'll, I'll hand it off to John. He'll talk about the other two teams. Kill the music. Kill the music. God. Yeah. Awful producer back there behind the screen. Um, yeah, I guess I'll lead off with my team. Uh, I really thought I had a good team. Uh, I felt like maybe I needed another week. Like me and Levi were talking. Maybe if we both had another week, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, so overall, I was happy with uh, my team with one exception. So, cause of death for this team is Kyle Flippin' Pitts. That guy. And I need to be careful because this is the kind of thing in fantasy to where, you know, you take a guy really high, you're really high on him. Like, it, you, you went after him. I went after him in two leagues. And then he they just devastate your team. Well, not really devastate your team, but they have awful seasons. And then you just get rid of them and you kind of just and then next season you're like ah, I'm not touching them and then they end up having a great season so I probably need to be careful there but I will say that was one of the biggest reasons not the only reason why my team struggled uh, a couple of spots on my uh, my receiving core were iffy all year but you know I think I drafted Kyle Pitts fourth or fifth you know I put a lot of stock in a tight end I felt like he could and just average me 20 points a game I'm prob this is probably a, a different speech that I'm given uh but overall you know I had a lot of points scored against me but I scored in the middle of the pack you know nothing too great nothing too bad uh but it is what it is uh, as far as Joey's team uh he was kind of maybe just a victim of just started off the wrong foot yeah like kind of just got too far behind and you know he was I think he had the most points scored against him uh, that's kind of hard to overcome. Like, but on the flip side of that, Rob was only nine points behind him on points of scored, and you know he finished what second? Yeah. Like, so Rob's team. I mean, kudos to Rob. He, he drafted a really good team. Uh, but yeah, me and Joey, which is where we were both in the uh, the final game last year, and Joey took it down, winning the championship, and now here we are, both you know Super Bowl hangovers. That's what I'll say. Uh, just fell short this year. Uh, but, I, you know, like we've said it before, we were, everybody was in it going into week 14. Uh, really week 13 probably, but uh, nothing really to get too down on. It was a fun season. I enjoyed it. 
it was kind of rough in the middle there for me but overall uh, nobody here had a, a god-awful team even though maybe Jason's team was trending towards that uh, if we extended the season but overall you know six and eight was the worst that's not bad you know like you were one game out from maybe going to playoffs but yeah kudos to those who made it yeah I'll, I'll i'll piggyback here with with uh john like it was just like a this is a super memorable season uh maybe i'm you know recency bias but like every uh, everyone had a chance up until last week you know uh, everyone you know like played played the best they could you know like was uh, the effort was always there with everyone and you know even to the end like things happen like could have happened where like two or three teams would have been out of the playoffs and two or three teams that were out were in so but uh you know uh, better luck next year guys uh we won't be talking about these teams anymore because they suck all right you fantasy footballers uh we're gonna jump into the mailbag real quick um this one is from dr teeth it's a addressed to brad so i'll read it and he can respond to it uh from an outside perspective brad's rise is truly impressive i didn't think it would be possible for rob to drag that much weight up the ladder only using his velveteen ball bag <laughs> interesting um hi <laughs> kyle I, I the reason why i'm hesitating it's because I struggle to know exactly how to respond to you, being that your title is helper, uh, and and you're going to throw Rob under bus under the bus for helping me, coming from you who's a helper. I am I missing something here, Kyle? Uh, Amanda was dragging you along this whole this whole season. What did would you have a problem with being drugged along? I mean. You're you're in the playoffs. I'm in the playoffs. Rob's in the playoffs. Nobody thought I was going to be in the playoffs, though. That's the difference. Everybody loved you and Amanda and the Victoria's Secret. Oh, they're, they're going to be in the playoffs. I'll, they're my pick. We all picked Amanda to be in the playoffs except for Levi. But, okay, fair enough. But, uh, you know, the love fest was real throughout the season for the Victoria's Secret. But you're going you're gonna to try to trash me and Rob when me and Rob did the unthinkable? Back up, man. Uh, man. The silence is palpable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's thick. You had a quick denial. Would have, would have sufficed, you know. Like, I didn't grab his velveteen, velveteen ball bag, you know, something like that. Um, all right, Levi, you weren't here last week. Uh, I'm going to read you one of the questions. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, if your fantasy football team was sponsored, who would you want as your number one sponsor? Ooh, I should have thought about this more. <laughs> um, uh, probably something that's you know, you look back and it wasn't as good as it was beforehand. Um, uh, maybe a little bit overpriced. 
Um, so I probably go Whole Foods, maybe. Okay. Um. Uh. Yeah, probably something that's uh pretty expensive, but isn't isn't all it's cracked up to be. It's kind of bland. I wouldn't say bland. I mean, I had some spice on my team. Oh, okay. But uh. Uh yeah. Oh, uh, now that it's off to, uh, I have a question. I don't really ask too many questions. Uh, uh, so what do you I think, like, we got Mr. Average with uh, Jeff. Uh, How does it feel seeing that, that number three next to his name? That's, like, I, that's kind of weird, isn't it? I, I Are you insinuating that that's really, really good, or do you what? – Oh, he's never been that high. Yeah. Well, you know, if you've never been that high, that's, I mean, you've got to be, if you're a Derek, I mean, you've got to be feeling, I mean, the confidence must just be unshakable. I mean, a, a three seed, you know, considering, here's where my take would be on this, that whole thing is considering when everybody was bowing down to, and worshiping, worshiping uh, him and including the episode that we had, I don't remember what week nine or something, when he was on the podcast and he was whooping everybody. He had like four whoopings and he was like not eight and oh or eight and one and all that. And for him to be get the three seed, it's not overwhelming to me. I would expect, would have expected more. Yeah. Oh, who got the three? What were you talking about? The three yeah. seed? Oh, I thought you said Derek. Wow, what a terrible answer I just gave. Yeah. I thought you were talking about said Derek. No, the real Mr. Average. Yeah. Well, just can we start this thing all over? Or you? How about that? <laughs> Got nothing else. That was terrible. Yeah, just like all your takes. But um, <laughs> as far as uh, Jeff being seen the three, yeah, I, I totally agree that you know. He kind of played the seeker to leave most of the season as Mr. Average. Like, he didn't whoop nobody. He didn't get whooped. Same, and actually, I'd probably throw that title to Lance, too. Um, they were kind of just these sleepy teams. Lance has the six, too. Yeah, Lance does have the six. Maybe there's a new Mr. Average, you know. Old Lancey Pooh. But uh, as far you know, Derek, I mean, he finished eight and six. That's not too far from – from average maybe everybody was mr or miss average this whole season i mean if i had to put a pin on it <laughs> like brad may scoff and think his team is was anointed by god uh but you know he's seven to seven the definition of average um, he's lucky to be that uh but yeah i'm a little shocked it is weird to see number three by mr jeffrey kelly uh, and uh, last question for me, uh, and uh, directed towards you, John. Uh, uh, since we're both out, you know, like we can be a little more objective. Um, get, get, uh, give me the championship game, and who do you think will win that championship game? Oh yeah, that's a tough one there. Um, man, you're gonna force me to do it. I wish you wouldn't ask me this week, but I'll give my honest take. I think the championship game, if possible, I don't know how who plays who in the winner of what game. Uh, it'll probably be Black Sunday and Cleveland Steamers. 
Oh my God. <laughs> how, how, how awful is that? Like, talk about the least amount of fanfare that's going to be had for this game. We probably won't even do a podcast after the semifinals and just let them call each other on the phone. Hey, man, did you see the game? I hope you win. I hope you win, too. Uh, you you want to share it? Just bench all our players. They won't say nothing. Just bench them. I'll bench mine. Like, yeah. Uh, if I had to be honest, I mean, Brad's the hottest team going in. I think it could be scary. Uh, Rob's team is, you know, he went he went through the slaughterhouse, and, you know, like almost the second most points, and he scored a lot of points too. Uh, but yeah, that's my that's probably the matchup: Cleveland Steamers and Slop Nat, or Black Sunday. Well, John. Um, well, if it gives you any comfort, you you came in last in the podcast pickums, <laughs> and you only picked fifty percent yeah. of the of the playoff yeah, teams. That's, that's so, not very encouraging. So there's a big frown from Brad going mm-hmm. on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to pick, I'm I'm also in the same. I wouldn't say I'm a big, uh, but I think I think Jeff can can get past Rob, <clears throat> and I probably put just. I think Brad's uh, team, like I can't, like I put it together, and like it's hard to, to not pick them. But I, I think Jeff could beat Brad in the in the final for me. I but who's to say? All right, I do have a question, and it's a great segue from from some of John's comments. My question to my two partners on the podcast are this. What are your thoughts? What are your comments on the, how would I say this? Hmm. I don't know. The fact that it came out of nowhere that me and Rob allianced and made I don't know, ruffled, maybe ruffled some feathers uh, in the Chaos League. Probably two of the most active on the Chaos group text line. And the fact that it ended the way it did. What are your thoughts? (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, My thoughts are this. As far as showmanship, Kudos for that. Like, you called it. You both. And I thought one of the more brilliant parts of it was at one point in the season when Brad made his uh, plea to Rob or whatever you want to call it, I I asked him, I said, hey, man, did you text Rob and and ask him, like, let's change the narrative? And he said no. He he just naturally went to it, just did this heel turn, whatever the, you know, Rob's wrestling past just kicked in like like nature and rob just went with it and it was and i thought that made it brilliant really uh it was it was overwhelming i guarantee you ruffled feathers in the text line i mean there's a channel b and it wasn't like a joke channel b like it was legit like people commented in that and were just just over it and you know and i get it like it, it was a lot, you know, a lot of text messages, a lot of 
back and forth and whatever you want to call it, gamesmanship or whatever. Uh, it made good for the podcast. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it, it was funny at times and, and it was annoying at times, but I guess by design. Uh, but I will, I mean, who thought like that it, it did happen? You know, that, and I just picked them to go to the championship game. And I did not want to do that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I thought it was interesting. You know, it was everything. Ups and downs. It had, you know, love and love lost and uh, friendships formed. I mean, you know, Hollywood couldn't have made it. But, you know, uh, I don't know what to call it. It happened. And I don't know if we're better for it or not. Well, I, I don't have my cork board and yarn out yet. But uh, you, you did you know, that is something to say, like John, that it, Hollywood couldn't write this story any better, <laughs> and the commissioners involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Sud- suddenly, Brad is on the commissioner's good side, and then he starts winning. <laughs> I, you know, I don't have to, you know, do the two plus two for you all there, <laughs> the math. So, I don't know. Like, uh, it seemed like, you know, Amanda in the group text is, you know, talking a little trash, and the commissioner's like, you know, wait your turn. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I'm just asking questions. Yeah, I had a question, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, Brad kind of threw me off there. Um, yeah, as far as the mailbag uh, pre-playoff, it was really good. It kind of died off, you know, with the holidays coming around, which is totally fine. Uh, but, yeah, that'll do it for the mailbag. Uh, thanks for sending your questions. Hopefully uh, we get some more questions for the playoffs moving forward. All right, Chaos Fantasy Dorks. Episode 15 is a wrap, and the playoff matchups are all set which promises to be an exciting postseason. For those in the toilet bowl, well, there's always next season. Next week, we'll break down round two. We'll ignore the toilet bowl results, and we'll look forward to some more nasty smack talk from playoff contestants. But as always, continue to leave your smart mouth comments and filthy smack talk on the Chaos Group text line, and we look forward to round two of the playoffs. But in the meantime, set your lineup. Work on your smack talk game, and remember, nobody cares about your crappy fantasy football team. All right, Brad stepped out. Uh, so we're going to record something real quick so he gets a little surprised when he comes listens to the podcast when it comes out tomorrow morning. Uh, he likes to drink pee and eat poop. Um, one of the most embarrassing things I can think that he's done, uh, he used to wipe boogers on the wall when we were kids on the bunk bed and he had a booger collection. Um Levi, do you want to add anything to that? 
Not really, but that's like hilarious. <laughs> We're trying to be quiet because he's he's in another room. Yeah. But yeah, it's really funny. <laughs>